From baseball's top personalities. The great Chris Russo joins us once again. To the game's top players. Joining us is the All-Star. Matt Chapman with us. You never know what stories you're going to hear. If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see the great Chris Townsend. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Time now for another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Boy, do we got a good one for you today. We got the all-star, Matt Olson, as he's about to head to Colorado. Chris Bassett, who's been red hot. And Cole Irvin, who's been throwing the ball fantastic for your Oakland Athletics. But here is your all-star for 2021, Matt Olson. Matt, thank you so much for the time. I know it's early there in Houston. Uh, How are you? It's been a while. Yeah, doing well. Um, thanks for having me. And yeah, everything's good. You know, once you get named to the All-Star team, it's something that you have for the rest of your career. Uh, it will be on your Wikipedia page. It'll be on your baseball reference page. What does it mean to you? I know you haven't played in the game yet, but what does it mean to you to be able to know that you'll always be a Major League Baseball All-Star? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's it's definitely an honor to um, <clears throat> be named as one and, you know, to be able to you know, be in the same sentence as some of these guys who've, who've been in all-star games forever. And, yeah, you know, it's it'll be a, a cool experience, I'm sure, and go have uh, <clears throat> fun in Colorado and come back, try to win a World Series. What was it like for your family? <laughs> You know, they were obviously really excited. Uh, I think, uh, you know, some people are, are still a little uh, in disbelief of it, I guess. Uh, you know, I, my dad just said that he thinks of uh, All-Stars as not his, not his son. So uh, he's having a hard time uh, putting two and two together. But, um, you know, obviously they're, they're really happy for me and um, – you know, a lot of them are, are going to be coming out and to, to kind of share some of the stuff uh, during the All-Star weekend, and um, it'll be fun. You know, because uh, it, it isn't all about you. You know, it, it's about the people that help you get on this journey. And when you think about your parents and you think about your family and you think about everybody, that they, 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 they did all the car rides, they did everything they could to help you get to this point. I mean, it really is a celebration. Uh, what do you think it's going to be like for everyone once they get to Colorado? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I think there'll be a lot going on, a lot of things to do. Hopefully I can um, get some time to, to spend with them, like you said. Uh, you know, it is, you know, everything that happens on the field is a culmination of, of the way I was brought up. and and you know my parents making sacrifices to get me to games and doing all the little things and um you know i'm very grateful for for what my family has done to you know allow me to to be in this spot so uh yeah it'll be good to kind of come full circle a little bit and, and celebrate you know a cool moment in my life with them as a way of thanks you know, this might be a better question after the game, once you've played in it and you've been around it, but I know you've thought about this your entire life. Uh, uh, where are you with that as someone growing up going, God, playing in the All-Star game would be amazing. You now are going to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it should be cool. Um, 
I'm, I'm sure uh, there'll be some butterflies when whenever I get in the game. And, um, you know, like you said, it's it's one of those things that, you know, as a kid, you think about doing, um, you know, for doesn't happen for everybody. So, uh, like I said, I'm honored. Um, you know, I just am uh, excited. And then how about home run derby? You are in it. You've been slotted. You're already going to go up against Trey Mancini to start this thing out. Uh, what are your thoughts about home run derby? Yeah, that was another thing. Uh, as a kid, you want to do it. So when, when the opportunity was presented to me, uh, it was one of those things that, you know, I think I'd regret it if I ended up not doing it. So I'll give it a shot. Uh, historically haven't been the best home run derby guy but uh who knows maybe i'll get hot and you know i I know it'll be fun at the least so uh yeah we'll we'll just have to see what happens there and if you're gonna do home run derby coors field are you kidding me i mean if there was (laughs) one place to be able to do this uh what do you think about doing it at coors field up in the elevation and the altitude yeah it is it will be a, a really cool spot uh, along with the names that are, that are doing it, whether it's, uh, you know, Alonzo or Gallo or Otani or Toto, a lot of, a lot of guys who, who got some real uh, pop. So I'm, I'm predicting we see some, some pretty cool baseballs uh, hit during that derby. When you've taken BP here before, what, what's it like taking BP at Coors Field? Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, you know, the ball does jump a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, I think they, they do the humidor balls for us normally. I don't know what the case is with the, uh, the derby, but yeah, you know, sometimes it's, if you uh you get a ball up in the air that you don't really think is is gonna have the juice uh sometimes in Colorado it just it keeps carrying with that altitude so hopefully there's a lot of that going on on uh monday night or or whatever night the derby is yeah, I, I, I think we're going to have the balls outside of the humidor for this thing. So it's going to be uh, <laughs> grip it and rip it. What is the key to hitting home runs, hitting a lot of them? Is there a rhythm that you get in into? Is there a thought process? What What is like when when, when you just have a, a BP session and, and you just start ripping them out of the ballpark? Yeah, you know, I don't – Honestly, my my BPs, I I try to kind of stay more line drive um, personally. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't really have too many BPs where I'm just you know rattling you know 15, 20 straight homers. So uh, this is going to be a little uh, it'll be a little adjustment for me, but um, you know I, I I already got a little advice from Chad to to uh you know not not worry about trying to lift it too much and just take your normal bp and and you know square them up with a little little bit of loft but uh not to go not to go too far with it you know the one thing about your season so far this year and it's something that we you know we talked to you at the beginning of the year about how last year you may have got too wrapped up in video 
and, and you had too many thoughts in your head, more sea ball, hip ball this year. And also the one thing we've noticed, you going the other way more than ever. What has that thought process been like for you and beating the shift on a consistent basis? Yeah, it's been something that's that's happened a little more this year. Um, I think it's been a combo of um, I think my swing has just been in a better spot overall. And, um, you know, when I've been a little late on pitches, I've, I've done the right thing and, and gone the other way with it as opposed to uh, being late and swinging through it or, or fouling it off. So, um, you know, that, that plus um, just the confidence of, of hitting a few balls that way and then, you know, knowing, trusting that you can be a little late in doing it. Um, you know, it's it's been nice to to be able to you know get back to the uh, the all field hitter that I that I feel like I I can be, and um, you know I want to continue that. Have you noticed since you've been doing this? Have they have they changed how they shift you to certain teams? I have I've gotten a couple times um, where they move back over normal and. Um, you know, got a hit or two up the middle because of it. So <laughs> it was nice to to watch a ground ball uh, go over second base and then the outfield fronts. <laughs> you know that that yeah that 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 is something that that I wonder if they ever ban the shift. Uh, is it you know everybody grows up being told hit the ball back up the middle. Well, now there's a guy there. It's like it's completely yeah. changed from what you're taught from a very early age. Yeah, it's it is really weird. Um, I mean, that's that's been what everybody's pretty much told us our whole life growing up, and then starting a couple of years ago, that's automatically taken away. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it's there are spots they aren't playing, but they're obviously not playing there because it's harder to hit it there. So, um, and these guys pitch to the shift. Uh, they're they're aware of, of where guys are playing. So, yeah, it's just another little challenge that that uh, we got to deal with. You know, I can tell you, like, when we're, when we're doing this show and doing the post-game show and a couple losses to the Astros, uh, the fan base is gripping, obviously. But what is it like for you guys? Because you're very cool, calm, and collective. What's it like for you guys when you go through a little bit of rut, how there isn't that, you know, finger on the panic button inside the clubhouse. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously a couple tough losses here the last couple of days. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think everybody's just uh, looking at the big picture. Um, you know, we're about to be at the break and we typically do a lot of our, you know, play a lot of our best baseball after the break. It's just how we've been the past couple of years. And, um, so, you know, I don't think anybody's panicking at all. Um, a lot of time left before the end of the season and playoffs and um, division champ stuff starts coming around. So, you know, we're, we're just going to uh, take it day by day, win, try to win this game today and, um, you know, continue off through the rest of the season. Hopefully we get hot in, in the second half. How impressed have you been by your starters? Because your starters – are leading baseball in innings pitched? They've been great. Um, Bass and Manaya are kind of 
you know, leading, leading the guys and, um, you know, they've obviously all of them have great stuff and, you know, we want them having a ball, but it just this year it's felt like just a different mentality from the guys. Um, you know, that they, they want to go as deep as they can. They, they want the ball at the start of the game. Um, it's been awesome to watch and it's been, you know, it's put us in a lot of good positions to, to win games. Well, you know, one of the biggest transitions for you has been the new puppy that you have at home. <laughs> How have you been able to handle the new puppy? Because, you know, new puppies, it's a whole different ball game in the house. Yeah, well, actually, the, pup, the pup's still back in Georgia with my fiance, so I'm, I'm more dealing with not being able to see the puppy. You know, I'm getting all of the all the cool pictures and videos, and I don't get to hang out with them. You know, I got talked into the new puppy, and the kids were going to pick up after the dog. They were going to do everything. <laughs> they were going to walk the dog because I have I have twin girls that are fifteen. By the way, who do you think's walking the dog and picking that's up? That's all you. Dog? Yeah. Yeah, that's all you. I got sold a bag of goods. So you don't even have kids yet, and you got sold the bag of goods. Yeah, but you know. It'll it'll be worth it when I get back in the off season and you know, I got I got somebody to hang out with when I'm done with my day at, at one o'clock in the afternoon. Well, you know, the great thing about being named to the all star game, it's something that stays with you for the rest of your life. You know, what like I said earlier, whether you whether you you go onto your Wikipedia page or you go to baseball reference, it'll always put that AS there. It'll be an all star, and I know that's something that uh, everybody thinks about being in this game one time, and I think you're going to be in it a long time. Uh, I, I've said this before on the show. If I have to bet of any A that I think could be an MVP anytime soon, it's going to be you. I just think, you know, going with, with the family and your parents and the fiancé, this is going to be one of the great moments uh, 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 of your sporting career. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, very kind words, and yeah. Um, should be fun and hopefully more to come. Well, hopefully next time we, we're, we're back on the field. We, we got to be actually ace cast live back on the field. So uh, hopefully we will see you soon, but good luck in the all-star game. Enjoy every minute of it. It's one of the great honors that you'll ever have in your career. And we'll see you back in Oakland. Sounds good. Thank you. Can't wait to see him in Home Run Derby. Always like having Chris Bassett on. And we had him on as we were doing the reopening of the Coliseum in the 2021 season. Here is the right-hander. Chris Bassett, it is wonderful to see you. It has been a long time. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, when's the last time this has happened? Uh, 2019 would have been the last game of the Holy year. Moly. Right before the uh, wild card game. Yeah, I feel like the last time I talked to you in person was maybe Japan or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that was, you know, we we were just joking that, you know, we've had Cole Irvin on. Mm -hmm. We've had Tony Kemp. We've had Elvis Andrus. And if I walked up to them, they'd have no idea who we are. They've yeah. got, they haven't seen us. We yeah. haven't been able to meet these guys. So it's just great to see you guys again. Yeah. Welcome back. And I think about the way you've been throwing the ball. I just said your last 15 starts, 9-0 and with a 2.74 ERA. Mm -hmm. Just let's talk about how everything's falling into place. Yeah, I think uh, it's more so just uh, me being comfortable, the organization being comfortable with me, and it's kind of been like just the perfect storm kind of thing. It's, it's uh, 
me not, not, not trying to do too much in the past. I was trying to do too much just to stay at this level. And now it's just more just going out there competing, going out there and just trying to win ball games. Um, so, yeah, I think the comfort level just kind of let me blossom into who I am right now. You know, you've become one of the leaders on this team. And the after your last start, I said in the postgame show, and I played that clip where, you know, they want to ask you about the All-Star game in Colorado. And I loved your answer. It was like, hey, listen, I'm just trying to win games for this team. Mm -hmm. That's all that matters. If the All-Star game happens, that's great. If not, go on vacation and rest. Yeah. But for you, it's all about that W winning for your team. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean, me and I are really close. Um, and we, we, I know – our names are both kind of flo floated around, floating around for that game. And it's – I'm not trying to speak ab about Manaya or to Manaya kind of thing or for Manaya, but, I mean, neither one of us care about that. I mean, we just don't. It, it's we, – we want to win so bad in the, in the postseason. We, we, wanna, we want, obviously, our legacy not to be about an all-star game. It's about a championship. And that's just not just for me. It's for – I think we're so good here because Ole's the same way. Chappie's the same way. Like, Chappie, it'd be pretty dang easy for Chappie to say, I want a platinum glove, gold glove, all this stuff. I don't need to take ground balls. But he busts his butt every day because he's like, listen, I'm trying to get to that next level. I'm trying to I'm trying to win it all. And the only way for me to do that is to constantly push that. So I think Bowmel has a big, big hand in that. The organization has a big hand in that. But, I mean, it's just – we have a lot of guys here that don't care about individual stuff. Yeah, I mean, Matt Chapman's kind of guy that can go 0 for 4, but if you win, next thing you know, you're getting up on the free throw line and everybody's having a good time to yeah. where I think there's quite a – it's sad, but I think there's quite a few guys, if your team wins but you go 0 for 4, you're going to be mad, and that's just not yeah. right. Yeah, uh, I I don't think many guys like that last in this game anymore. You, you, you can't be selfish – Obviously, this game is kind of selfish in the numbers aspect of it, but if you're not trying to truly win, then you're, you're especially if you're a leader, your team's going to be bad. If, if, you're, if, if your leaders are selfish and all they care about is themselves, you're not going to be a good team. It's that simple. Yeah, you've, you've said in the past that guys leave here and they go to clubhouses and they're miserable and it's, mm -hmm. it's not fun, and that's just kind of – talk about the culture that you guys do have in that clubhouse. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you better bust your butt. You better bring it every day, but at the end of the day – um, we're here to win. Um, we're not here for individual stats. We're here to win. So um, I think people go to a different environment and they say this ain't the right way to play because I just came from the right way to play and this ain't it. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that definitely leave here and they say I wish I was not here. I wish I was back in Oakland. So with the new being able to go up into the Raiders' old locker room, you guys got more space now. Yeah. Uh, take us – I'm sure you've taken a few shots – uh, you yeah. played basketball back yeah. in the day. How have you done with the the? So people got into there's a yeah. fog machine, yeah. disco music, yeah. the whole thing's going on. Yeah, uh, I am really bad right now at it. I'll give you that. <laughs> and I'll, I'm gonna say, usually you don't, you don't go like six innings and, and make the shot. Usually you have to go seven innings or plus kind of thing. And your arm's pretty fatigued at that point. So my my shots have been so erratic that. I'm embarrassed to say I even shot, but yeah, I, I am like 0 for 4, 0 for 5 on the year. Bowmel was 1 for 1 right off the bat. Like this is the easiest thing. Why are we doing this? But uh, we only got like four or five guys that have made it so far. It's pretty hard to to make a shot at the end of the day when you're kind of tired. Talk about your relationship with Bob from when you got here 
to where you are now? I, I, it, it's it's not so much Bowmel. It's all me of just I'm I'm weird. Like um, a lot of people like to be guided and talked to. I like to kind of be left alone um, and just let me do my thing, kind of thing. And I feel like the organization took a while to understand that, and I took a while to kind of understand them and what they were trying to do. Um, and now I think me and Bowmel's relationship is just great just because, he, like I said, he trusts me, I trust him. But, like, if I ever have a problem with him, I'm not going to, like, go and talk to someone else. I'm going right to him. And then same thing for for me to him. I mean, him to me is just he knows I don't like the old, like, pat on the back. I don't need the, the happy comments or, like, are you okay kind of thing. I just I'm the guy you, you kick in the butt and say, listen, like, that was wrong, whatever it may be, and I think they've learned that I need the tough love. I don't need the pat in the back. So uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like they've learned me well. I've learned them well. Well, I tell you what, it's very obvious that you're you're sniffing the the finish line when you go out there now. Like you're expecting seven, eight. You want to make it nine. Mm-hmm. You know, so many we so many times we see five and dive in our game, and that's kind of been one of the really good things. I mean, you guys, your rotation leads the American mm-hmm. League in innings pitched. Uh, just talk about for you, like when you take that ball every fifth day, you you expect to go deep. Yeah, I, I think it's a it was a it's a baseball mindset to get to the bullpen, and I think it's a it's a horrible it's a horrible strategy long term. I think. In a 60-game season, sure. In a playoff scenario, sure. But you need the pitchers that start games to go deep, period, end of story. Um, and I don't think it's just me. I think Manaya. you see Manaya that's really trying to go deep. You see Irving that just did what he did in San Fran. You're seeing Montas eat innings. You're seeing Caprillion, like, obviously he's young, but he's wanting more and more innings. So, like, we got starters that really, really want – to go deep into games and say, listen, Deekman, listen, Petit, like, you guys take a day off. I know you guys have been used a lot, but, like, you take a day off. And the more and more trust, obviously, we gain with Bomel, Emo, the front office, I think it only betters our team long term just because we're already kind of in the rhythm and flow of the game. And, I mean, one one more inning's not that much in, in the grand scheme of things. So uh, if, you, if you put the work in – conditioning-wise, arm care-wise, then, yeah, all those little innings just add up. So, yeah, I think that's just our starting mentality. That's Emo's mentality for us is, listen, we want you guys to go as deep as you can. And I think about Cap. Like, we had no idea what the A's were getting in him coming up here, but the guy's worked out of jams and all these different starts. He's got good stuff. I know this in my scorebook. I'm writing down a bunch of reverse Ks, which means they're not seeing him. Mm-hmm. Stock, what you, you, as you said, he's a young guy, but he's been impressive. Yeah. Uh, when he came up, I mean, honestly, I don't think anyone knew who we were getting. Um, obviously, we were around him in spring training. I had talks with him in spring training when he got sent down. But, like, you don't know who you got until they're up here. I mean, until till the numbers really – go to the back of the card and they mean something, you don't know who you got. And pretty pretty quickly, I would say within the first couple outings, we were like, we got someone here. Because, I mean, Cap just has what you call it. I mean, he just – he goes out there and competes. And when, when stuff gets tough, when he gets punched in the mouth, so to speak, he's a guy that doesn't, like, sit down. He fights back. He's not a guy that walks guys. He's a guy that's like, listen, this is my stuff. Try to beat me. And – 
a lot of guys tend to like try to pitch cute in those situations or whatever, but he he has that like bulldog mentality that it's it's very special. And obviously him and Chapman, they're very good friends off the field, even in like the off season, and they have very similar mentalities where it's like, listen, we're gonna outwork you and we just we care more than you. And it's 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 awesome to see a young guy be that headstrong so early in his career because I mean he he can be very special long term very very special yeah Chapman doesn't lack confidence no no <laughs> no, no, no just tell me quickly about you guys got all these rituals that we're seeing now on camera the starting pitchers yeah. on days you not pitch how much fun are you having with that yeah it's just it's just us staying together having fun together um we're really close on and off the field and I think if you're close as a group it, it, it's a lot easier to handle struggles. It's a lot easier to not get so head like get your head so big on on successes and stuff like that. So we tend to humble each other every day a lot. So uh, it's it's a it's a fun group, but uh, yeah, we we like to work. Yeah, I, I I hope you make it to the All Star team. You obviously deserve it. But the number one thing that I want for you, and I think would be one of the great things of this season is to see you out there game one starting a playoff series here at the Coliseum. That would be that would be wonderful to see. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously game one's huge, but uh, as long as we win game one, I don't care who the hell's on the mound. I'll tell you, I don't, Manai can be on the mound, Caprillion can be on the mound. I don't, if we win game one, I'm happy. I don't care who's on the mound. But, um, yeah, being being in the playoffs period and having – I mean, it's kind of funny you bring it up because we were talking, me and Manai today, about yes, last year's playoff – atmosphere and the lack of it I mean we were in the playoffs but I mean really the fans were limited everywhere like the energy kind of going into it is kind of limited they're pumping fan noise in and like obviously the dream is to have this place completely packed playoff time and then go somewhere else somewhere else and it's completely packed so that's what we're all envisioning we're all we're all envisioning the very end goal and that's that's literally all of our goals well, it's been great watching you pitch. You're a class act. We've always appreciated your time here on A's Cast Live and keep it rolling. And it's just great to see you again. Yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Thanks, Chris. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. From the right-hander to the left-hander, how good has Cole Irvin been lately? He's been going deep into the games and giving A's some great innings. Here is Cole Irvin. Well, it's been a while since we've been able to speak. How's life treating you? It is uh, fantastic, obviously. Uh had an off day yesterday, so feel pretty good. Uh, Lou Trevino and I played a little golf and had some fun and just uh, enjoyed the off day. Where'd you guys tee it up? Uh, Blackhawk over in, uh, I think, San Ramon. Oh, yeah. Might be, yeah, nice nice little course. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, the home of Billy Bean and uh, Glenn Kuyper. We got a lot of A's who live out there. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the guys like to live over in that, in that area. It's, it's a lot... A lot quieter, and uh, it's a little less busy. Does a day off after you throw eight innings of scoreless baseball strike, uh, striking out eight, feel a little bit better and teeing it up? Yeah, uh, my drive was definitely uh, definitely impacted by by that performance. I'll tell you that. I, I was I felt pretty good on the course, but more importantly, I felt good on on the field too. That was. That was that was obviously one of my better performances of my career, and that felt felt extremely good to just have under my belt. Always be able to reflect on. 
you know, the thing that I love about your game is pounding the strike zone, and that's what you do. And it it just leads to so much success, how everything plays off your fastball. Just talk about your game plan when you go out there and you're filling up the strike zone. Well, I mean, I, I learned from a young age. I had coaches when I was younger tell me, you know, the way you make it to the big leagues is if you throw strikes and you get out. I and mean, you don't question how you get the out. You just throw strikes and you get out. And, uh, and at some point, uh, my career, you know, a couple coaches told me that, and that's just something I've always done. And so the, so the ability to command the zone, um, you know, when I got older, that became a little bit more of a topic of commanding the zone. What does that mean? Well, that means pitching in, uh, and using what you use best and throwing strikes with those pitches. And so, you know, I just try to utilize my fastball, which is arguably my best, you know, my best pitch because I command it so well to not only the, you know, glove side and arm side part of the plate, but also up and down. And, um, and then I have the sinker and change up. That's just a great combo. And then, you know, through a little bit of the slider yesterday or slider the other day. So, you know, there was, there was times where just everything kind of, everything kind of fell into sync. And I think I said this the other day was, uh, you know, I felt like in my last three, four outings, I've been so close to having a, having this feeling um i know i i know i've been searching for it i've been trying to get back into a solid rhythm um you know like a little bit earlier in the season um and so i i've been trying to search for a, a few things and i, I feel like I, I found my stride again you know i had a pitching coach in college who said to me what is the best pitch in baseball for you and i went well it's my fastball or it's my circle change and he goes no dummy strike one Strike one is the yep. best pitch and will ever be. Just talk about that. When you get 0-1, you get 1-2, you get 0-2, you're in that pitcher's count, how the percentages so play better for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a 300-point swing, uh, you know, up and down based on, you know, 0-1 or 1-0. If you're behind the count, the batting average goes, goes through the roof. And if you're 0-1, um, the, the favor, you know, comes into your play as a pitcher and so you know and being able to execute on one one counts i feel like when you get behind it's okay to you know it's okay to get one one it's it's you know there's getting ahead is so important that i think we lose like when we do get behind we need to have that pitch that we can get one one with and and uh just just strike throwing is just such an important part of the game and i i just feel like if i, I feel like guys are um stay in the game longer when you see, you know, really solid outings, you know, throughout the league, it's because they're executing pitches. They're getting early outs. They're throwing a lot of strikes early, early in the game. And, um, and then you can expand as that game goes on. And I think that's what I just did the other day really well. And, and, uh, Aramis and I really, really kind of stuck together on that. In our pregame routine, I told him, I said, you know, I trust you, uh, 100%, uh, with the giants. And then, because that's his former club and and then I, I also emphasized to him that I said I want to I want to expand a little bit more uh later in the game so you know I got some calls off the plate uh you know the most notable one the strikeout to Wade who had to be a ball and a half off the plate and uh I got that call just because I've been living in the zone for so long and I knew I could expand and he started giving me a little bit more of the corner later in that game so I started to expand as far as he let me 
Well, I'm glad you brought up Garcia because, you know, the worst thing when we're watching it and you're seeing a guy who's not comfortable, he's constantly shaking off, catcher's got to come out, you're just thinking, oh, no, these guys aren't in sync. Just talk about what it's like when you do have that trust. As you mentioned, he played for them. But you guys are just vibing out there together to where you can just, you know, as we talk about hitters, see ball, hit ball, you can just see sign throw ball as a pitcher. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I got to remind myself that it is my game, and sometimes you got to get out of sync to find that new rhythm um, and, and get get yourself further in the ball game. And and there's times where you got to have you got to have discussions with your catcher, and and that's what Sean and and uh, Aramis do so well is they they do so well of understanding what we like to do in certain counts and. Uh, we try not to be too predictable. There's times where I definitely can be, and that's where you see those a little bit bigger innings. And um, and so for me, it's, it's AG was just so on point with everything. He knew when I wanted to expand. He knew when I wanted to go up. And and there was a couple times where he wanted out and I wanted in. But because it was the same fastball, I kind of threw it. I still kind of threw it to where I wanted to throw it. So I wasn't necessarily shaking him off, but. Uh, you know, there was just like so many. There was just so many times where, um, you know, this this season, just Sean and Ag have been, uh, you know, so good about just communicating with me about what they what they see, and I, I communicate with them with what what I'm seeing as well. You know, it was nice to see Sean and I get a couple hits, but normally when we see guys in the American League hit, it's going to be a disaster. And I thought that bunt that you got down perfectly, which led to the run, just shows how you've been playing in the National League. Talk about when you go up there, how you really can't help yourself. It doesn't always have to be a base hit. It can be a little small ball with that bunt. Yeah, I mean, I think think the whole day kind of, for me – on the offensive side of the ball really kind of uh, exploded after the hard hit ground ball that I hit to the shortstop and, and ran hard down the line. I mean, I'm not necessarily fast and, and, <laughs> fa- and definitely not fast. I should say that. And, uh, but still had him make a throw because I ran hard down the line. And, um, you know, that's just baseball being baseball. If you, if you make quick good contact on the ball and challenge somebody, good things might happen. And, and it just so happened that in that case it did. And, and I think it, you know, maybe the hustle, you know, base the game of baseball rewarded me with the, with the quality sack bunt, the first base side. And so, you know, I just love, I just love being a baseball player. I, I hate, I think that's maybe the one thing I loved about being in the national league is that I could be a full, I can, I can accomplish my entire game is, is be a full baseball player as opposed to just being a pitcher. Um, and so that was just, it's just fun when I get to hit. And the, the coolest part about the whole outing the other day on the offensive side of the ball is being able to face my former closer, Jimmy Scherfe. Um, uh, when we were in college together at Oregon, um, he was our closer my freshman year and um, he had this wipeout slider through 97. And to be able to sit in the box and experience that for myself, uh, that was pretty cool. Do you ever think about, now you're not getting that many opportunities, but, you know, a lot of times the pitcher's going to, he's going to throw you a fastball first pitch, and he's going to get it over. You ever ever think about, you know what, I'm going to come out of my shoes here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift the leg a little bit. I'm going to try and get a little launch angle, and why not grip it and rip it? Do you ever think about that? Yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a, I think I had, it was a, 
it was a, I had a fastball count in my head. It was like a two, one count. And I knew, I knew sure if he was going to be throwing a fastball and I, I swung out of my shoes and fouled it over Kate's head up in the stands. And, uh, you know, it, I want to hit a home run, and actually, I really wanted a home run against against Surfy. That was <laughs> of all the people that I wanted to get it off of it was my former teammate, just to just to have that on him. But you know, it, at the same time, uh, you know, I I just love the full aspect of being a baseball player is you know getting on base, you know, being able to base run and and uh, you know tag and uh, read read where outfielders are, understanding they have good arms. Like it's just the full the full flow of the game is just so fun to be a part of and being on the base pass is definitely fun for me too. And I just love hitting and there's just so much, I can talk about offense all day. I coach hitting in the off season. It's not foreign to me. I, I just enjoy being a ball player. Yeah. The guy going tonight, James Caprellian, you know, everything that he's been through, but we were told, Hey, listen, when he's healthy, this guy is legit and kind of like yourself, He's somebody that's constantly pounding the strike zone, challenging people, and we've seen in multiple games him get into trouble and him have the confidence to get out of trouble. I always talk about with, with, with guys who are young pitchers, they're either guys that are going out there to win or guys going out there to survive. James is the kind of guy for me that's going out there to win. Tell me what you've seen in the right-hander who's going tonight for your club. I'll tell you what. Cap is absolutely an incredible athlete and has incredible work ethic. There's nothing like it on this team in comparison to our starters. Um, he He's a absolute competitor and wants to win every night, like you said. And uh, it's really fun to – it's very easy to root for the guy, too, because he just works so, so hard. Um, you know, what's what's unique about him – and some similarities with myself is like you like you said you mentioned is his strike throwing ability, and I think you know you think about the Pac-12 pitchers that are around the uh, around the game. You know, there, you see a lot of strike throwers out of those guys, and and Coach Savage down in UCLA put a good, I'm I'm sure probably put a good word in his head about you know, the ability to throw strikes and the importance of getting strike one and those one, one counts. And, and he's got better stuff than I do without a doubt. And it's, and it's pretty cool to watch him fill up the zone with his stuff and have the confidence uh, that you see every, every day he goes out there. And then when he does come off the mound and he's a little disappointed in outings, he's instantly looking for that, for that opportunity to get better. It's, it's 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 incredible, and I and I and I love his work ethic. It rubs off on all of us. We we all work you know just as hard, and and we try to match each other a lot of the time. And it's just he brings a new level to the game, and I love it. Let's end on this. Come late August, September, into October, we got so many Pac-12 guys on this team. So when college football starts. And you got Bowmel and Canner, Cal guys. You got Lowry and Piscotti or Stanford, Caps, UCLA, your Oregon. There's going to be a lot of I, I, there's going to be a lot of fun between you guys in that clubhouse once we get this Pac-12 season going. Oh my gosh! You know what? If there's one sport that I I absolutely love, it's college football. College football is is the best thing. I grew up on it, and uh, I, I'm 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 really looking forward to 
having some having some bets with these guys in the clubhouse over some college football because I know I know I'm probably going to lose some lose on some owing guys some wine or something. But uh, these guys, we all I mean even during the College World Series, I mean just just camp in uh, you know uh, camp in Moreland right now or are, are, are you know talking about the game. The game's on in our clubhouse, and so it's it's a lot of fun. I think college college sports is so is so awesome and. Um, you know, the other thing is too, is, is everyone, everyone just loves college sports because that's, that's really, you know, we, we look back on our years in college and we, we all knew we had a good time and had fun. And so I think there's just that mutual respect for each other's universities and stuff too, except for, except for Stanford. You know, I can't really stand those guys over there. Well, I'm looking at, hey, you guys had a good recruiting class, and your first game is going to be September 4th against Fresno State. I don't know. You might you, you might be winning some wine off these guys with your Ducks. Yeah, we, I'm hoping that the Ducks the ducks figure out. I don't know what we're doing at quarterback just yet. So that's, that's, my, only, that's my only question mark on our squad. I know we're going to have the offensive and defensive lines. We'll be, we'll be locked in. Well, hey, it's always a treat to talk to you, and watching it twice get close to that CG, I think you're going to get one this year, but you've been throwing the ball great. Keep it up, and we can't wait to see it down on the field on Friday. Yeah, awesome. Can't wait to meet you in person, and thanks for having me on. We'd like to thank the All-Star, Matt Olson, Chris Bassett, and Cole Irvin. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 